0: Uh, thank you, Major. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise Amen. everybody. Amen. It's always a pleasure to stand here at Faith Bible and share a word. Not only did I stick around, but I joined Faith Bible. Pastor Nate is my pastor. Now, once I started pastoring, i had already been here, you know, as a member. Then I left and was serving as youth pastor at Starlight Baptist Church. But then when the Lord called me to uh, pastor my own church, came right back home, amen, and made it official and had Pastor Nate become as my pastor. And as he said, I did sing with a lot of different people. And singing is my gift. And I say this all the time, but I have to say it because it's real. Singing is my gift, but preaching is my calling. And there is a difference. Amen? Amen. I'll never forget. I was sitting in my room one night and I share this story every time I preached. But I, it helps somebody. And, you know, being on the road and seeing with all these different artists and stuff and drugs were free. You didn't have to buy them, you know, because a lot of times folk trying to get next to you. So they give you stuff. But anyway, I was sitting in my bedroom when I had a young lady friend of mine and we were sitting there and trying to get our head right. And. Um, Had the lines of cocaine. Can I be real with y'all? First of all, amen. Had the lines of cocaine on the table and a blunt in this hand. And this young lady started crying and asked me, would I pray for her? I looked at my hand. I had a blunt here and a straw here. I'm like, you want to pray now? And I heard the voice of God speak to me that night. And that was back in 2001. The Lord said, you notice what you should be doing is praying with her instead of getting high. I was already not feeling any pain because I'd had a few drinks. So I said, Lord, now if this really you talking to me, then you take all this away. And I'll stand here to tell you tonight that it happened the very next day. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Didn't have to go through no 12 step program, none of that. God just delivered me completely. But the test was I stayed in that same environment, stayed in that same apartment with my same roommate who was on the road and touring as well, I could sit there because God had really made a change in my life. And when I said to them, first I thought, God, these folks are going to think I'm crazy, talking about I've been called to preach. They know I've been getting high with them. God said, no, no, you just go ahead and show them, not by so much telling them, but let them see your life. And I'll tell you that I will sit there and play spades with them. They could pass the blunt to me, I'll pass it right to the next person. So by the month of that, when our folks are looking at me like, okay, something else is a little different about this fella. But some of those same folk and some of the same ones that that Pastor Nate just named, Freddie Jackson, when they call now and they have situations going on in their life, not only did they look at me and think I was a nut because I said I got to preach, but now they call me and ask for prayer when they have to go through a situation in their own life. I wish I could have been there a little more for Whitney. But, you know, all of us have our own path. And, and But by the grace of God, that could have been me. Because Lord knows I did enough drugs with her even that I could have been dead in some hotel room. But by the grace of God, here I stand today. Thank you, God. Man, which, which, which brings us to what a powerful and, and uh, anointing series that Pastor Nate have given us and asked us to even speak on and just let the, let the Lord use us. And so when I thought about where God brought me from and all that he's done in my life, I couldn't help but just share. And I want to share real quickly with you this morning, three steps to help you realize that the victory is in your praise and worship. Let us pray. Father, we come right now, God, just saying thank you. Lord, we thank you for all that our eyes and ears have seen and heard so far. But God, we feel your presence in this room right now. And we're asking God that you let your Holy Spirit just move through the aisles and through these seats. Touch the hearts and the minds of your people. Lord, somebody came here disturbed this morning. Somebody came depressed. Somebody came here looking for a breakthrough. But God, we're asking right now to let this word penetrate their hearts and their minds to help them realize that whatever they need, that their victory is in their praise and in their worship. When they learn how to praise you and when they learn how to worship you, that's when they'll get their breakthrough. All these blessings, I pray and I ask in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to read from uh, Second Chronicles, the second chapter. I'd like to read verses eighteen and twenty-one. And it reads, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Verse 21 says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Church, I want to tell you this morning that your praise and your worship explodes strongholds and paves the pathway to your victory. Acts 16 recounts the story of Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. It says one of them sung a song and the other prayed a prayer. In other words, they had praise and worship in the jailhouse. Some of us been there. Amen. Sometimes God has to lock us up to get our attention. Amen. I know I've been there before, and I'm like, Lord, if you just let me out of here, I promise you I'll preach. That was just one of the many lies I told before I finally surrendered. Amen. But they did this because they understood how to get into the presence of God. Psalms 22, 2 and 4 declares, oh, my God. It says, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am silent. But thou art holy, O thou, that inhabits the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted, and thou did deliver them. So, so Paul and Silas realized what their fathers and their forefathers had gone through, so they simply followed in their fathers' footsteps. And they began to praise God even in this situation. The original meaning of the word praise comes from the Hebrew word. Now, here's Sister Marie. She shared a few of them with y'all this morning, but she says this, and a lot of times when we're in our praise and worship rehearsals, and she'll say, Barak, and I said, Lord, what does that mean when I first heard her say it? But as I started doing the little research that she said she did this morning and found out that the word Barak means to bless God, you ought to learn how to bless God even in your situation. Why? Because your victory is in your praise. Isaiah 61 and 3 records, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So in other words, what he's saying is to all who mourn in Israel, he will give them a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his glory. So that means sometimes, y'all, when you buy clothes and you love them, I'm sure, but when the style goes out, you really don't, you know, you start thinking, do I really still have to wear this? Ain't nobody else really wearing this no more. But over in Psalm 71 and 14, I found out it says, but I will hope continually And will yet praise thee more and more. Psalm 100 says, and it concurs and and, and helps include what Psalm 71 said, because it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Meaning that when you're creative and when you're innovative in your praise and in your worship, it never gets boring to you. Pastor Nate had a meeting and a talk with the praise team just last Wednesday night telling us how to just keep our, our praise and worship lively. Because when we're standing up here on this stage, we're not here to entertain y'all, but we're here to lead you into the very presence of God. Because we don't know what some folk are coming through these doors with, what's what's on their mind, what's happening with them. And I tell the folk this at our church as well, that if you're having a bad day, then I need you to just sit down. Because I don't need you up here trying to lead nobody into praise and worship, and you sitting up here looking like you've been sucking on lemons. (laughs) Amen. Because don't nobody want that kind of praise. We want to see the joy of the Lord on our faces and that will help then reach somebody else. That'll give them a little bit of hope to realize that whatever I'm going through, if I just hold on, that God will make a way. So he wants us to make sure that we keep our praise and worship lively and that don't ever let it die. When the Holy Spirit shines its light upon the text, we find in Judah, we find Judah in a tight spot. And Genesis 24 and 34 says... It teaches us that Judah means praise. So this lets me know that Satan is trying to kill your praise. That's what Satan's job is. Satan don't want us to worship God. He don't want us to enjoy the the goodness that God has for us. So he'll do whatever he can to block your blessing. So just like he did in, in, in the Old Testament days, he said Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir was trying to destroy and demolish and devastate Judah. But the Bible says that the Lord was with them. So every believer in here can experience God's power through praise. But how do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked this morning. You do it by following three simple steps that's suggested in this text. And you can add God's superpowers to your little natural power of (laughs) praise and worship. And when you add God's superpower, then you'll get a supernatural praise and worship experience. My God. So the first thing we have to do is seek the Lord. Amen. 2 Chronicles 20 and 3 says, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So you know that the devil, he's, he's just a little slow. See, we get a devil too much credit. A lot of times y'all do stuff that you really want to do. And then Pastor first thing that says, the devil made me do it. But the devil is slow because he doesn't pay close attention to historic information. Because if he really paid attention to those of us who are real believers, he'd realize that when every time a little trouble starts or comes in our lives, we who know where to go, we run back to God. James 4 and 8 records, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. But you must understand that it is your right to ask God for your miracle. Matthew 7 and 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. It's good news to know also that in Deuteronomy 4.29, it says, Seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. It doesn't mean that God is lost. But God is hes too much of a gentleman. He won't just throw himself on you, but he wants us to pursue him. We sing a song that's called Chasing After You. And I heard somebody say at my, at my I ain't going to say what church, but one of them denominational churches. I uh, said, what do you mean chasing after God? God ain't running from you? I said, you're missing the point. Because when you say chasing after you, that means you're trying to do everything that you, want, that you know God wants you to do. And so, therefore, you're searching him. You're looking for everything that you do in your life. You're looking to see where you can find God in it. And that's what we mean when we say chasing after you. But it's good to know because when we start chasing after God and when we start seeking God, he will reveal himself to us. But we must not forget the latter part of that verse, which says, if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul, then everything that you ask for will be added unto you. Isaiah 55 and 6 declares to us, and it admonishes us to seek the Lord while he may be found. Second Chronicles 7 and 14, very familiar scripture says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways and heal and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. That lets me know that after we seek God's face, he's going to send the word, but it's up to you and I to do our part. When he sends the word, it's up to us. The number number two thing I want you to realize is that you must receive the word. Second Chronicles 20 and 18 says, then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. Sister Marie was just telling y'all what that meant this morning about bowing. Now, we got to come before God and humble ourselves it says, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. When you get to the word, or when you get the word, Psalms 119 and 105 says, it will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Isaiah 55 and 11 says that my word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which is which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I shall do this because, John 17 and 17 says, the word is truth. The word is so good until Jeremiah declared, over in 20 and 9, he said, then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But the word was in my heart as a burning, shut up fire in my bones. And this is what happens When you know the Lord has done something supernatural in your life. And you said you wasn't going to tell nobody about it. My God. But then all of a sudden something started happening on the inside. Something started moving on the inside and stir up things on the inside. To let you know that I can't keep it any longer. But every now and then you could be sitting right here in service. And you might have a flashback over one thing that God did in your life. And you find yourself saying thank you. For saving me. Thank you for delivering me. My God. When things start moving on the inside. It it, it catches on like wildfire. Then the next person near you might say. Well I, I remember God delivered me. And brought me out. And before you know it. You got a whole church full of worshipers. Talking about God I thank you. For delivering and saving me. The third and the last thing that we need to do. Is we need to praise God. Once you get the word. And receive the word. Then you begin to praise God. 2 Chronicles 20 and 22 says, At the very moment they began to sing and give praises to the Lord, caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. When I read that, I really got blessed. Because that's why we have to praise God. Because when we start praising God, even in the midst of our situations, God will cause your enemies to mess their mind up. He'll have them so confused, they'll start fighting amongst themselves. The very ones that was trying to put you down, my God, when God get a hold to them, they'll start fighting amongst themselves and forget all about they were trying to bring you down. But that's why I say, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Do I have any praises in here today? Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. In other words, everything that have breath. Praise ye the Lord. I'll take it a step further. And we say this every Sunday in every service. We say, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that have made us and not we ourselves. It says, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I mean, when you come into the doors, you ought to come in here already with a thankful heart. Into his courts with praise. Then it is, it says, be thankful unto him and bless his name, Barak. For the Lord is good. And his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. I'll close with this. Therefore, every believer should add God's power to your praise and your worship if you want to get a supernatural praise experience. When the miracle comes, you'll reap all the benefits. So when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoils of them that we talked about earlier, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels. They stripped all this stuff off for themselves. There was so much they couldn't even carry it all. It took them about three days to gather all the stuff that they had won against this army. That's how much it was. I stop by to tell you this. That's how much God want to bless you. When you learn how to praise him, when you learn how to worship him, He'll give you blessing. You have. You won't have enough room to receive them. The Bible says, "Prove me now herewith," saith the Lord of hosts. It would. I would not. If I would not open up the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there's not enough room to receive them. He says, "Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom." He which testified these things says, "Surely I come quickly." Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So if you want to get your victory, if you're trying to get a breakthrough today, I tell you this morning, it's in your praise and it's in your worship. You got to first seek the Lord, then receive his word. And then last not long, last but not least, begin to praise him. I walk through my house sometime when, when the enemy's just bothering me. And I don't know how things are going to work out quite quite like I expect them to do. Sometimes we can't even see what the outcome is going to be. But that's when we got to learn how to trust God and just start depending on him. I walk through my house and just say, Lord, I thank you. I'm thanking you in advance for the healing of Sister So-and-so. I'm thanking you, O Lord, in, in, in advance for delivering this young brother out of jail. Then when we start worshiping God, that's when things will start happening in your life. But too many times we sit around and don't want to say anything. You're scared to let somebody know that you trust God. But you you say you're waiting on God, but God waiting on you. Waiting on you to come through and get that breakthrough. He wants to bless you, but you got to learn how to praise him. And you got to learn how to worship him. I can hear the song saying, hallelujah. You have won the victory. Death couldn't hold you down. Victory is ours if you want it. All you have to do is learn how to praise him. God said, just come in. When you come into these doors, you ought to come and leave everything else outside and just come in with a thankful heart. Saying, today, Lord, I'm just going to give you all the praise. I'm going to give you all the glory because you're so worthy. He loves us so much that he died for your sins and mine. Even when we weren't worthy, he died for us. And is there anybody in here today that can say, I know that it was nothing but God that saved me? Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I'd be. I should have been dead. But because of his grace, because of his mercy, and because I learned how to praise him, even in my darkest hour, he saved me and he delivered me. He'll do that same thing for you if you let him in. You have to invite him, though. So this is for anybody who doesn't know the Lord in your pardon of your sins, that right now we offer Christ to you. We can sing up here all day and we can preach all week long, but it's up to you to say, Lord, I need you. He's not going to force himself on you, but you got to surrender and let him know that you want him to come in your life. And if there's anybody here today that don't have Jesus already, we offer Christ to you because that's what it's all about. It's about leading somebody to the cross. And if we can't do that, then we might as well shut the doors. If we can't love one another and show the love of Christ. To even strangers then we are wasting our time but when we can greet folk with a holy kiss and a holy hug and letting them know that it's the Christ that's on the inside of me what you see is not really me because this body is going back to the dust but my soul lives for God and I'm going home to be with Jesus and I've learned how to praise my way through even when I'm feeling bad I still give him thanks I still say Lord I bless your name I give you all the glory Thank you, God, for saving me for an old wretch like me. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we want to pray for you right now.